On a dark, wooded road, you wander through the night. You're familiar with your surroundings as you step so surely on, but tonight is different. The snap of a twig catches you off guard, and you begin to hear something. It's low at first, but there's something there. You know you can hear it. Though the fear within you courses through your being, screaming for you to run and find safety, something else is there inside, compelling your curiosity and making you hesitate. Something inside wants to know. You're listening to Whispers in the Night. Hello and welcome back to another Whispers in the Night. Uh, my name is Sang Pang Duongdet, and I'm grateful that you've tuned in for yet another true paranormal story. As you know, True Paranormal Story is a new segment to the show in which we present our listeners' stories for you to hear between our episodes. You know, quite a while ago I put the call out for your stories, and we've been quite uh, thrown back by the responses we've received. Um, quite a few of you have emailed me personally uh, and reached out about your paranormal encounters uh, to be showcased on the show, and we are delighted to have you. If you're one of the listeners hearing this right now and you'd like to have your story heard, write to us at trueparanormalstory at gmail.com for your chance to be heard or have your experience read on the show. Well, it's been quite a while since an episode has dropped for the show. Had to take the summer off to recharge, kind of do some self-care, but I thought I'd come back strong, come back with a story that you might love right before we put out our next episode. I have a very special TPS episode for you tonight. And this one I just kind of stumbled upon. I was on Twitter one day trying to promote the show and connect with listeners and new followers. You know, the whole social media game. When I saw... I, I saw a string of posts by someone I've been following for quite a while. Now, these posts, one by one, uh, you know, limited by 240 characters each, detailed a series of events surrounding a home and apparent haunting that had taken place. Now, as I read on, all I could think of was, this needs to be heard. I reached out, you know, probably overexcitedly, as one would on Twitter, and the user agreed to share their story. You know Lindsay Boyd, right? Voice actress extraordinaire. She's been on the show since the very beginning, way back since 2016. Well, tonight we share her story, or should I say she's sharing her story. Here she is. My name is Lindsay Boyd. I'm 32 years old, and I live in Houston, Texas, and I am no stranger to the paranormal. I've always been uneasy at my parents' house. I swear you can hear voices, you can smell the faint scent of perfume, and I have always felt as if someone was watching me, specifically through the front door stained glass window. What's weird about this is that my parents live in a suburb outside of Houston called Pearland, in a house that was new construction in 2007. From what we know about the history, that area 
has acted as a drainage retention pond for runoff water uh, for several decades prior to the home builder buying the area and building a neighborhood on top of it. Uh, speaking of the home builder, I can't speak for other states, but if you're from Texas, you are super familiar with the KB LGI Lennar homes that are always built on the outskirts of every major city. You've got about five floor plans to choose from, and the neighborhoods are about as cookie cutter as any Hallmark movie. Anyway, my parents buy this brand new house directly from the builder. I had recently been through a really terrible breakup. Um, I lost my house and most of my possessions. So after falling on these hard times, I decided to move down from Dallas and into my parents' house while I got back on my feet. From the very first night that I was there, things felt totally off. Uh, my parents said that they didn't really feel anything, but there was always the smell of perfume in the air. And it was that really strong, almost white diamonds kind of perfume scent. Um, very, I don't want to say elderly, but but elderly. Um, it, it, it was definitely a perfume that you would associate with a grandmotherly type. And from the first night I was there, it felt like I was being watched. And not not so much like not like in the bathroom like not in a creepy way but but it really felt like i was being watched if if i was sitting in the living room which can be seen directly from from that front door that i mentioned um if i was in my bedroom it was just i don't know it, it was just like like when you know that security cameras are around and so you know that you're being monitored it was just that constant just kind of pervasive feeling anyway the longer i stayed at their house the more intense this feeling of being watched became and at night i swear there would be someone watching me through that stained glass front door window but whenever i would go to turn on the light all you would see was an empty porch and their rocking chairs. It happened almost every night. And the one night that really just kind of solidified it for me was when I looked up from watching TV and there were cupped hands pressed against the window. That's not something that you can just imagine. Anyway, I never got comfortable there, but I stayed long enough to to save up and move back on my own. So fast forward from here a few years and I find myself in the middle of another breakup. Um, I tell my ex that he can keep the house that we bought together. All I want are my dogs. My parents offer me the spare bedroom once again and I think, you know what? Why not? I need a place to go. I need to get back on my feet again. I might as well take them up on it. I move back in and I start settling in. Things are fine for a few weeks. Um, there's no perfume. There are no cupped hands <laughs> against the window. Uh, that feeling of being watched and monitored is gone. And I honestly start to wonder if my previous experiences are tied to my 
manic episodes that I had been experiencing um, a few years prior. I was uh, an undiagnosed uh, bipolar at the time. It, it wasn't until after I had kind of saved up and moved out that I did receive my diagnosis. So I would experience these moments of mania where I... I would hear voices um, along with other aspects of, of mania, such as like overspending and, and kind of reckless living. Um, so since I moved back in and I had been medicated and I had been seeing a therapist, I, I really started to wonder, like, was this something that was tied to my undiagnosed mental illness uh, several years prior? Well, let me tell you that is not at all what happened. Um, <laughs> so as things started to fall into place with my life, uh, we started experiencing break-ins at the house, except for there was never any sign of, there was never any sign of forced entry, like ever. Uh, the doors would just unlock and they would open and that would trigger the security alarms while we were all at work. Uh, I actually came home to the house being investigated by the police twice. And by this point, of course, I am thoroughly freaked out. I'm thinking that someone has found our hide-a-key. They've made a copy. Um, you know, maybe someone is just getting their kicks from terrorizing us. I don't know. Nothing ever went missing. Just the doors would open and the alarm system would go and the police would be called. And it was just a huge mess. But one day, I remember it was a Saturday, the back door flew open while I was at home. And I flipped out. I was telling my parents about it. I was calling them while they were out on vacation. And they just were not having it. They insisted that it hadn't been closed all the way and that the wind had blown it open. But the thing about my parents' house and the alarm system is the doors have to latch all the way in order for the alarm to kick in. And I know, I know that I had closed it and I know that I had locked it because I am a paranoid person, especially at this point, <laughs> thinking that, you know, someone's going to break in. So I know 100% that that door was closed and locked, but they keep assuring me it was probably just a mistake. I'd let the dogs outside. I just didn't close it all the way when blew it open. In my Attempt to not freak out anymore, I started to buy into the story and was trying to play it cool and calm down. The next few weeks after this particular instance were, were pretty quiet. Um, my parents were out of town again, so I was home alone, which I was not super enthusiastic about. But everything had been uh, pretty calm around the house, so I was trying to play it cool. After a particularly late night at work, I came home, I stumbled into the house, and I immediately went to bed. 
I didn't turn on any lights. I didn't get a snack. I didn't go to the bathroom. I just fell into bed, totally clothed, and went right to sleep. After a few hours, I am awoken by a bright light in my bedroom. I mean, it was like when the Ghost of Christmas Present visits Scrooge and his room is just totally illuminated with blinding light. That's what it felt like. And I was just jarred awake. And it took me a minute to, to figure out what was going on, but the foyer light was on. And I know, I know that I didn't turn it on. And I just know that some shit is about to go down at this point. So I'm, I'm laying in my bed and I'm, I'm just frozen, just paralyzed in fear. And, and I'm trying to listen through the silence to see if I can hear anything. And I don't. Of course not. I just hear the air conditioner and just regular road noise outside. And, and at this point, I'm like, okay, okay, maybe I did turn the foyer light on. Maybe in my, <laughs> maybe in my exhaustion, I turned it on and I forgot. And, and, you know, this is just my overactive imagination kicking in. And so I start to relax and I start to doze back off. And that's when I hear the creak of the stairs. And I just know it. I know that someone is coming up and this is it. I'm, I'm like, this is the end for me. So I can hear these footsteps and they're coming up the stairs and they're, they're slow and steady. Almost like they're testing each stair to see if it's going to make a sound. And there's nowhere that I can go. Um, my bedroom is on the second floor. And there aren't any balconies. I mean, I could have jumped out the window, sure. But but at that point, you know, my, my, my brain is not going through rational escape plans. I'm just kind of frozen in place, listening to the sounds of footsteps on the stairs. So I do what any rational person would do in this instance, and I pull my blanket over my head. Of course, because everybody knows that as long as your body is 100% covered by the blanket, no demons, no ghosts, and no bad guy intruders can get to you. And I wait. And I wait. And I wait. And there's just more silence. I guess the person has stopped coming up the stairs. Um, I don't know if they reach the top of the stairs where the carpeted den starts. Or if they were testing the stairs, I'm not sure. So I roll... <clears throat> so I start to roll over onto my side. And I'm just kind of curling myself up into the smallest ball possible. Thinking, you know, when they walk in, they'll see me asleep. And maybe they'll just leave me alone. And I kind of peek through the blanket. Just so I can have a view of what's going on. Because at this point, the silence is just deafening. And that's when a shadow appears in my doorway. It fills the entire doorway, blocking the light from the foyer. And I just squeeze my eyes shut because I can't bear to look at whatever is standing there. I don't want to see it. it it's, <laughs> it's like if I don't see it, maybe it doesn't exist. Or if I do see it, maybe it's going to steal my soul immediately and I'm just going to die 
of fright. I, I don't know. So, so I squeeze my eyes shut and I'm, and I'm just pretending to be asleep. Just pretend to be asleep. Just pretend to be asleep and maybe they'll go away. And the silence is deafening and the shadow is just covering me still. And I just sit there and I just hope that they'll just turn and leave, just take what they want and just go. And I lay there and I lay there (laughs) and everything of course feels like years at this point. I mean, time has just slowed to an almost unbearable crawl and the silence is deafening. And so I start to open my eyes to see if anything has changed. Is, is the shadow still there? I I mean, I just, I have to know something. Like, <laughs> you, when your brain goes o- into overdrive and it's imagining every possible scenario, I just, I, I couldn't with the ifs anymore. I, I just had to know something. So I start to squint my eyes open just enough, just a smidge, so if the person comes in, it'll still look like I'm sleeping, but I can see them through my eyelashes. And that's when I smell the perfume. The perfume that I hadn't really smelled in in years, not since that first time that I lived with my parents. And there's a squeak next to my bed and it is the sound of someone's weight settling into this antique chair that I had been using as a desk chair and so I open my eyes a little more and there's an old woman sitting there she's not doing anything she's not saying anything She's just staring down at me, just blankly staring. And I remember looking at her and thinking that she reminded me of the witch from Spirited Away. Just very old, ancient, wrinkled, just deep set creases in her face. And she just stared at me. Just blank eyes. They weren't black. They were just totally expressionless, as if they were empty, as if she were an empty vessel. And at that point, I remember becoming unnaturally drowsy. Like, I went from totally adrenaline-fueled terror to just knock out, cannot hold my eyes open. And I fought to stay awake, but it was that fainting feeling where everything just kind of starts to go gray and then brown and then it's black and you have fallen and then it was daylight. The sun was shining through my windows. I could hear birds outside. There were children playing in the street. And I just felt like... I had been asleep for years. It was that kind of sleep that you wake up from. It was like I had slept for like 16 hours. It was that 
really exhausted, heavy kind of feeling that you get when you wake up after sleeping for an unusually long period of time. So I get up and I'm looking around the house and the foyer light is off. All of the doors are locked. The alarm is set. I feel like I have the worst hangover of my life. And I think to myself, okay, maybe everything is fine. Maybe that was just some weird exhaustion dream that I had. But after checking the foyer and the alarm and the front door, when I return to my room, I realize that the antique desk chair is still turned to face my bed. The same way it had been when the old woman was sitting in it. I didn't even bother showering that day. I packed all of my shit. I called my boss. She was really the only person that I knew in town at the time. I asked her if I could crash in her guest house. She said yes, absolutely. And I never, never spent another night in my parents' house. Every visit that I have had with them since has been limited to like four five hours max like i'll go for christmas i will go for thanksgiving and then i am out of there i've never stayed past nine in the evening i just refuse luckily they have sold the house they actually closed on it maybe two weeks ago and i'm wondering if that spirit is going to stay with the house like like, I almost want to go out there uh, once it's sold to to the new folks, once they're, you know, in and, and moved in and settled. And I'm curious if that spirit is connected to the house some way, in some way. I'm curious if that, con- if that spirit is connected to the house in some way or if it just came to me. I don't know. But it was definitely one of the most terrifying nights of my life. And and I'm not afraid of the paranormal. I'm not afraid of ghosts. I'm not afraid of visiting and wandering spirits. I usually welcome them into my house as long as they have good intentions. But this one, I don't know. I don't know what she wanted. I don't know what she was there for. I don't know where she came from. But it's definitely an experience that that will live with me for the rest of my life. All right, that was Lindsay Boyd. Like I mentioned, she's a regular contributor of the show. She's been a voice actress in numerous episodes and bonus stories. And you know what? I'm just going to say it, I consider her a friend. At one point, I was about to do live episodes of the show, and she offered to fly up from Texas to perform for me. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Everything you do has meant a lot. I wanted to give a big thanks also to Nikki Tarango. Uh, She's the creator of this segment. She's the brainchild behind it all, um, as well as the co-founder of my paranormal investigation team. Thank you for everything you do. 
And finally, thanks to all of my listeners for tuning in. I know I don't pump out episodes as much as I used to, but your feedback and your praise keeps me going. In fact, if you enjoyed listening to this episode of True Paranormal Story, let me know by leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or even Podchaser. Now, if you have a story of your own that you would like to share on the show, hit me up on social media or shoot an email to trueparanormalstory at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And without anything else left to say, I just want to wish you a good night. We'll see you on the 15th with another episode of May Make Way See. Uh, It's an episode based on the little people. You'll love it. I have a great interview and a great story coming right up. All right. Good night. Let's take a break from fiction to talk about something real. Your true paranormal story. Have you ever had something strange happen to you that you can't completely explain? A true paranormal story? Have you experienced strange lights in the night sky? Perhaps you've spent a night in a dusty old inn out in the countryside only to make contact with a previous guest who apparently never left. Is there something odd lingering in the woods behind your home? Maybe the phenomena you're experiencing is a little more strange. Does any of this sound familiar? Maybe you have a true paranormal story of your own. Connect with us. We'd love to hear it. True Paranormal Story is a segment that we're adding to the podcast on our off weeks to feature listener stories of the strange and unexplained. Email Nikki at trueparanormalstory at gmail.com with yours today, and it could be shared on the podcast. True Paranormal Story. We look forward to hearing from you. <laughs>